Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women burning out in mission-driven work. Starting with season two, we're going to spend time talking with three types of guests, women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who serve them, and with others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations, in particular with individuals looking to implement innovative ways to fund the holistic health of these women. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good, and my mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by EAT, Your Way to Health, my group health coaching program for women burning out in mission-driven work. What makes this program different from other programs? For one thing, we focus on the stresses that are specific to mission-driven work. Perhaps even more importantly, scholarships are available, my way of making health coaching accessible to everybody. For more information or to apply for the March 2021 cohort, go to is good that's is.gd slash eat your way to health or follow the link in the show notes and if you're not in need of coaching and are looking to do some good in the world consider donating to the eat scholarship fund details at simplyhealthcoaching.com slash gift and that link is also in the show notes hello i'm here today with genesis amaris kemp who is a wife, sister, and creative content writer, the author of a book titled Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, and the co-host of the Progression Over Perfection podcast, as well as a child of God. She's a professional who now knows what her purpose in life is. It is not to sit down, muzzle her mouth, and continually let people get over on her. So we're going to learn more about that. Welcome, Genesis. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And you've been warned. My first question is always the same thing. As a health coach, I always talk about our food and lifestyle choices as uh, kale or kryptonite. They can either nourish us on a really deep level, and sometimes they can be a little toxic. So tell us first, what's your kale? My kale is my daily devotional, how I get started in a positive light and energy so it prepares the rest of my day to follow suit. So I believe if you put good things in, you'll get good things in return. Mm, I love that answer. Yes. And confession time. What's your kryptonite? What sneaks <sighs> in sometimes that isn't quite so good for you? Junk food. Like, oh, with yeah. <laughs> Working from home and just being home due to the pandemic and everything, you just find yourself nibbling on different things or you'll, you'll be sitting on the couch or you'll be sending an email and you're like, oh, let me just have one bite. 
one bite turns into four bites and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a reason it says no one can eat just one on that bag, right? <laughs> so are you a sweet girl or a salty girl? Both. <laughs> mm, double trouble. Creamy or crunchy? I actually like both too. Oh, see? Fascinating. We could talk about craving sometime. <laughs> so Genesis, start by telling us, um, what's your burnout story? When did you start feeling burned out? How did you feel physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally? What did you do to feel better? So my burnout story is corporate America to be <laughs> <laughs> two words, corporate America. <laughs> Just um, working in a male dominated field such as oil and gas and being the only chocolate drop per se that could, you know, burn you out at times because it's like you have a seat at the round table, but then you're really there to be seen, but not necessarily heard. So mm -hmm. whenever I try to voice my ideas, my opinions or et cetera, like they just get overlooked from time to time. And then whenever someone says the same exact thing that you said, they're like, oh, that was such a good answer, Brad, or whatever. And I'm like, isn't that exactly what I just said? Ah, and infuriating, <laughs> yes. <laughs> then with you being a woman, if you speak up about it too often or too loudly, you get labeled as aggressive. And I'm like, okay, so Brad could be confident over there, but then I get labeled as aggressive. I'm not really seeing the difference between the two. The only differentiation is that I am a chocolate drop woman. He is one of the good old boys in the oil, in the oil field or what, whatever. And you're just praising him for the same thing that he just reiterated what I said. And I'm like, this is just bonkers. And I'm like, I am so dead. And then you have the, the discrimination. So it's discrimination, corporate systemic racism. You have microaggressions. You have the inclusion and diversity bucket where certain corporations are just having it as a check the box exercise to show their shareholders, oh, I'm inclusive, I'm diverse. But then whenever you get inside the company, you're like, where is the inclusivity? Where yeah. is the diversity? Are you just saying that so you could lower people in, in order to, you know, hold up your reputation? But then whenever you see those people that identify with different buckets, how are they progressing in their career? Are they really being included and etc. So all of those things just really, you know, burned me out because I was like, okay, this is going against who I am, like my morals, my values, my characteristics. And I definitely think like working for a Fortune 500 company, the playing field should be leveled because, you know, they say, oh, we hire the best of the best, but then how are you accelerating the best of the best? Yeah. Yeah. So you really have, it, it just, it's just sort of layer on layer on layer. Like you start with corporate America, which is bad enough. And then to be, as you say, a chocolate drop woman, uh, that's, that's like two things added to the already insanely stressful life of being in corporate America. So how did you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? What was going on for you when you were going through this? I felt emotionally drained. Then physically, I felt like 
just weighed down where it's almost like someone is just pressing down on your shoulders mm-hmm. and that affects you know your mental clarity as well as you know your physical body because whenever you aren't fully yourself and you're not really aware of what's going on you're like okay am I really having this pain or is it stress induced? If it's not stress induced, okay, what can I do to get outside of this rut? Like you feel fatigue, you have brain fogs, you have the, (laughs) the syndrome where you just don't care. Then you have it where, oh, I just don't want to go to work today. Or when you get there, you just roll your eyes, your whole mood changes. Like you could be fine in the car up until the point where you're pulling into the parking garage and you're like, oh man, here, here I am. I have to go into this compound and et cetera. And these are real things that people are experiencing, but we just have to know how to cope with them health you know, healthy, as well as talk about them, because I feel like we all go through various things. And it does play a lot, you know, with your emotional and well, well being. So things that I started to do to help me was, okay, I'm going to try to leave work at a decent time so I could get home and exercise, whether Mm -hmm. I was actually going to the gym, whether I was walking around the neighborhood, or whether I was, you know, just doing different stretching at home to help release those toxic, that toxic energy, the toxic mindset and et cetera. So it's like, what are some healthy ways that I can cope to get me outside of feeling this way? Because when it starts to attack, you know, my body, I'm not going to be my whole self. So I had to, you know, have a holistic approach. Yeah. Then yeah. And I just, I want to, I want to break, this is beautiful. This is so great. And I just wanted to break in and say, I, I just want to back up a second, point out the very first thing you said, which was I started leaving work on time. Like that boundary, just setting that boundary, like, nope, this is time for me to go home. I got to take care of me. And that is just the first step for so many women. And I think really a lot of us wait for permission for that. And it's not coming from out there, women. It's, it's got to come from inside you and, and really be like, okay, I'm going to leave work at five o'clock and I'm done. And I don't work on weekends. You know, if you have that, that sort of a job where you can actually set those boundaries, it's, that's the first step. So yes, yeah, so keep going. I just wanted to point that out, <laughs> that, that whole permission thing about setting the boundary. Beautiful. And then listening, um, listening to your inner body, those thoughts that are in your mind is just very important because (laughs) there's this great book by Joyce Myers called The Battlefield of the Mind. And our mind really is a battlefield because you have good thoughts and you have bad thoughts, but what's tugging at you the most and how do you find that balance and equilibrium? Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with the negativity, start journaling because it's a way of getting those negative thoughts out of your head onto paper. And then once they're on paper, reflect on it and say, where is this stemming from? And break it down and it walks you through an exercise. Okay, this is what I wrote down. This is what I felt when I wrote this down. Now, what is the root cause to having me feel this way? Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. Those are some really great, great questions. And I also, what really struck me while you were talking was, was that language about, you know, the battlefield. Like we, we reach a point where everything feels like a battle. Everything feels like a struggle. And that is just so emotionally and spiritually heavy, I think, that that's what's showing up in our, our physical and our emotional lives is this heaviness and this sense that every day is a battle. <laughs> so I love the idea of journaling and asking those questions. And then another thing, um, tapping into my spiritual side, whether it's spir spirituality or religion, it's like just having my vertical relationship with my maker, where I could go talk to him for myself. I don't need to go through a priest. I don't need to go through my parents, my spouse. It's just my personal connection. And it looks different to, to anyone, depending if you're Buddhist, if you're Christian, if you're non-denominational or whatever, like we all have a different beliefs and we all believe in a higher power. And just because one person may pray one way doesn't mean that way is correct or incorrect. So just um, what worked for me is sometimes I talk to God in the shower or I talk to him in the car or when <laughs> God, what are you going to do about this traffic? Really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm just like honest with him I'm like okay God like I I can't make it on my own like I don't know what the heck I'm doing like help me like yes. please help me <laughs> yeah and I love that um I, especially during the pandemic I've been thinking a lot about this uh, about spiritual practices you know whether it's religious or not um a spiritual practice that um uh, really I think the first sort of requirement, I don't like that word, but the first the first thing we need to realize is that there's a greater power. And what, what you call it doesn't matter, but just believing that there is a greater power out there is actually a really big relief. <laughs> you can just say, okay, I can't handle this. And I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we don't have the control that we think we did <laughs> or we thought we did. And so, I think it's comforting in a lot of ways to think about, you know, there is a higher power out there that's that's managing this and we don't necessarily understand it. You know, things happen on the universe's timeline, not on ours. So that idea that there is a direct connection is just such a beautiful one because I think that's really what a spiritual practice is, which is when, you know, you go inside yourself and you find that connection to whatever that divine power is. Like whatever that bigger power is, that's what you're connecting with when you're doing a spiritual practice. And it's, um, it also helps you with practicing self-care as well as self-awareness, because if you're not aware of yourself and you don't know how to get back in alignment and find that equilibrium, then we could we as humans could be pulled from the left to the right and we're all over the place because we're so busy trying to appease other people that we neglect our inner self and taking care of ourselves should be our number one priority because if we don't take care of ourselves, how are we going to help other people? Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I work with a lot on clients because most of my clients are people in mission-driven work who, you know, they they spend their lives caring for other people's needs, whether they're in medical work or elder care or child care, education, you know, social work, whatever they're doing, they're spending their days taking care of other people. And then they come home and guess what? A lot of them have people at home that need care. You know? And so it's this chronic caregiving that has made us sort of put our own 
health on the back burner. And sometimes it just slides right off the stove completely. You know, we're not even paying attention anymore because we don't have time. Like we can't take care of us, but I think you're absolutely right. Like how are you going to help other people and how are you going to make the world a better place if you can't take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. And one analogy that I use whenever people are struggling with self-care, I break down the car syndrome and I was like, okay, so whenever you go take your car to get service, if you're getting an oil change, what else do they tell you that is recommended with the oil change? They normally tell you to um, rotate and balance your tires in order for your car to drive straight because if not, your car is going to be out of alignment. So if our car needs to be aligned, then so do we as individuals, we need to have our own alignment so we can maintain that ground, um, that groundedness. Because if not, then we're going to be all over the place and we're going to be wobbly too, going to the left, to the right. And then we're going to burn out a lot quicker, just like tires. You're going to need to change your tires a lot quicker if you don't rotate and balance your tires. So <gasps> I love this analogy. <laughs> this is great. Yes. You're going to be very zigzaggy and your tires are going to wear out. <laughs> way I break it down to people and they're like "Uh uh-huh I get it it makes sense yeah and I love that um you said you know you you know to change the oil so you go to get the oil changed (laughs) and that's when they say to you oh you might want to consider this you might want to consider that because we get in this very set idea of you know this is how I need to take care of myself and we we sort of ignore all the other options that we have to take care of ourselves and all the other things that really need taking care of. That's great. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and um, what you're up to. (laughs) So currently I added a new chapter into my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. It's based on 2020. So a lot happened in 2020 to me personally. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bittersweet year, not just the global pandemic, but, you know, my father got sick in May, then, you know, I was at home working remotely so I could spend time to help him. Then November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving, my father passed away. Then a week later, I found out that I was getting laid off from this Fortune 500 company because they were cutting 1,900 jobs. Mm. So that happened. And then there was just a lot of things in between that were going on. So I was like, okay, I want to include that in the book to summarize it, as well as talking about after the book came out, not only did I speak up in the supply chain vice president's meeting I got a 20% pay increase then all this other stuff happened but I'm like would this pay increase have came if I did not speak up if I wasn't bold if I wasn't courageous and if I wasn't unapologetically me Mm. and I feel like sometimes you can't just wait on people to ask you to do things. You just have to, you know, do it afraid and step outside of your comfort zone because if not, then you'll always have the what if syndrome. So um, I say all that to say is even though I went through different things, um, just as the seasons change, so so must we as individuals, we must evolve and learn, learn, from your seasons that you were in, but then take that lesson with you into the next chapter of your life. Like just because we go through something does not mean that it's 
permanent residency or we can't achieve greatness or we can't um you know accomplish our dreams our goals or whatever you know it's just a chapter in our life but it's not the it's not the final ending and it's not the you know grand <laughs> the grand finale or whatever and i think once we really dissect it and break it down it really helps us so that's one thing that's new for me. I'm also trying to get my book into various schools because I think it's so important to teach the younger children on what inclusion and diversity is, how to celebrate other people that may not necessarily look like you. They may have a different religion, different cultural backgrounds, you know, different parents. They may have, you know, two moms, two dads. They may have heterosexual parents or whatever. And it's just so important to instill in the future generation, which are our young leaders that are coming up, how to celebrate people that aren't like you, how to ask questions without offending anyone, how to really be open-minded and grasp certain um, certain things so we can make this world a better place. And it starts with each one of us, you know, celebrating who we are as well as celebrating others and looking for ways to build a partnership and not really be in competition with anyone. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think you were also mentioning that your your book is going to have a workbook. Is that correct? Yes, I'm yes. going to be <laughs> working on a workbook. So now that the um, new chapter is off to the publisher, she edited it. Uh, we're reformatting the book. Then now I'll be working on the workbook so I could do things in stages. And then after the workbook comes out, then I my next goal is to work on an audio book where I could have this book read out loud. And I would really love to do it myself versus paying someone to do it because I think it's really cool because then you can- I love it when authors read their own audio books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. So um, turning, turning backwards a little bit, um, I would like you to think about, you know, whether it's society at large or, you know, the company you used to work for or your colleagues or your family, speak to somebody who who had the power to make your life less crazy less burned out what would you say what would you say to these people who who were in part you know people organizations whatever who were part and parcel of your getting really burned out what what would you say could have helped you back then i would definitely um say to those people I wish you would have uh, took the time to get to know me for me and not base, basing um, your judgment on me based on preconceived judgment or whatever you heard from the next man or woman because everyone's approach is different and it's not always good to judge a book by its cover because then you'll miss the really powerful nuggets inside if you only look at the front and the back cover, you won't get the meat. Um, I would also encourage them don't be afraid to ask questions or say, hey, I disagree with you. And this is the reason why I, I disagree with you. But it doesn't mean that your idea isn't good or anything, but let's try to work on it. And I would definitely encourage people like to think about things before you say them out loud, because you never know the um, 
how powerful your words are and how those words could cut someone deep, how it could impact their day Mm -hmm. or how that person on the receiving end could perceive it. Whereas you may not have meant it one way, but that's how they internalized it. And then you have a relationship that is severed because there is a miscommunication and there's a breakdown. Whereas if you would have just had a fluid conversation and talked about it, it would have went over so much smoother. Mm. So uh, my key takeaways is be aware of microaggressions. Don't be afraid to set up a meeting to like really understand what is going on and never assume because I feel like in corporate America, a lot of people like to make assumptions and there's a good saying, once you assume it makes a A out of you and I. Yes, it does. (laughs) It's okay. You can say it. (laughs) You can say it on the show. (laughs) It it makes an ass out of you and I. And I feel like that's the biggest thing in oil and gas. There's so many assumptions. And I feel like we need to get past those assumptions because if you think about it, we all, we're all working for the same company and we all have the, the same end goal in mind. It's to deliver, deliver on time, meet our metrics, understand what our KPIs are, key performance indicators, make sure we are staying ahead of our competitors and making sure that the company, you know, is bringing in revenue and we're looking for ways to be better in the industry. So we're all here for a purpose, but we just need to start to work together Mm. instead of against one another. I love that. Love, love, love that. So tell people where they can find your book and where they can follow you. And we'll make sure to also drop those in the show notes, but tell us anyway. So my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, this is what it looks like, is on Amazon in paperback for $13. I have a Kindle version for $2.99. If you are on Kindle Unlimited, the book is free of cost since you do pay a membership for for being a Kindle Unlimited. I have um, the book in two bookstores currently, Book Mecca, that's M-E-C-C-A, and Shelves Bookstore. Once the expanded edition gets released, I'm going to try to get in some more brick and mortar stores. And then if you want to connect with me, Genesis Amaris Kemp, I could be found on Facebook under Genesis, that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp. K-E-M-P. I have a author page under Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And if you're feeling bold and you just want to learn more about me, you can reach me via email at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. Perfect. And I will make sure that all of those get into the show notes. Genesis, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I just love the questions and just the fluid conversation. (laughs) Yes, it's always so much fun. Thanks again. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice. And the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. And Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor 
as well as through some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.